Within just five years after the revolution, the Communist Party of Russia changed the whole idea. Marriage was again supported. Divorce was allowed, but very reluctantly. Every obstacle was created for divorce so that the family unit could remain because now they were interested in strengthening the nation. <coughs> Without the nation, there would be no politicians, there would be no government, and after that, they never talked about the fact that one of Marx's fundamental ideas was that marriage crime or marriage came into existence because of private property. So when private property disappears, Marriage also has to disappear. Nobody talked about it. I don't want to, I don't want the family to exist. I don't want nations to exist. I don't want the world to be divided into parts. I want one world consisting of free individuals living in spontaneous love, living in silence, playfulness. Without any condemnation of pleasure, without any fear of hell, and without any desire for reward in heaven. Because we can create the paradise here. We have every potential to create it, but we are not using it. On the contrary, we are creating every hindrance. <clears throat> I'm not against love. I'm so much in favor of love. That's why I'm against relationships, against marriages. It is possible that two persons may live their whole lives together. Nobody is saying that you have to separate. But this living together will be only out of love, without interference and trust and trespassing into each other's individuality, into each other's private soul, that is the other person's dignity. You can be loving, you can be love, and if you are simply loving, if you are simply love, then there is no possibility of that love turning into hate. Because there is no expectation, you cannot be frustrated, but I am talking about love as a spiritual phenomenon. But I am talking about love as a spiritual phenomenon, not as biology. Biology is not love, it is lust. Biology is interested in, biology is interested in continuing the species. The idea of love is just a biological bridge. The idea of love is just a biological bridge. Uh, no, the idea of love is just a biological bribe. Bribe. The moment you have made love to a woman or to a man, suddenly you find you are no longer interested. At least for twenty four hours, and it depends on your age 
as you become older, 48 hours, 72 hours. <laughs> okay. There is a new commander of a base of the French Foreign leg Legion. And the captain is showing him around all the buildings. After he has made this, the round, the commander looks at the captain and says, Wait a minute. You haven't shown me that small blue building over there. Wait a minute. You haven't shown me that small blue building over there. What's that used for? The captain says, Well, sir, you see, this that is where you keep the camel. Whenever the men feel the need for a woman, Enough, says the commander in disgust. Well, two weeks later, the commander himself starts to feel in need of a woman. He goes on, he goes to the captain and says, Tell me something, captain, lowering his voice and glancing furtively, sounds furtively around, he asks. Is the camera free anytime soon? The captain says. Well, let me see. He opens up his book. Why, yes, sir. The camera is free tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock. The commander says, put me down. So the next day at two o'clock, the commander goes to the little blue building. And opens the door. Inside, he finds the cutest camel. No, no. He finds the cutest camel he has ever seen. He closes the door. The captain hears a great roar roaring and screaming. So he runs up and bursts into the hut. He finds the commander naked. Covered in camel hair and mad. I'm begging your pardon, sir, says the captain. But wouldn't it be wiser to do as all the other men do? Ride the camel into town and find a woman. Okay, I don't get it, but it seems I got it before, no? Begging your pardon, sir, says the captain. But wouldn't it be wiser to do as all the other men do? Ride the camel into the town and find a woman? Okay. From reaction to action. The first thing and the most basic to be understood is that whatsoever you do, it should not be a reaction. If it is an act, then there is no problem. Action is always good, reaction always bad. So try first to understand the term reaction. 
it means you are acting unconsciously. Somebody is manipulating you. Somebody says something, does something, you,、uh, and you react. The real master of the situation is somebody else. Okay, so try first to understand the term reaction. It means you are acting unconsciously. Somebody is manipulating you. Somebody says something, does something, and you react. The real master of the situation is somebody else. Somebody comes and insults you, and you react. You become angry. Somebody comes and praises you. And you smile and you cook and you become happy. Both are the same. You are a slave and the other knows how to push your buttons. You are becoming, you are behaving like a machine. You are an automation. No, no, you are an automaton. Automaton. You are an automaton, not a human being yet. Act, don't react. Don't be a plaything. Don't be a plaything in the hands of others. And you cannot predict a person who acts out of no mind. Only mind is predictable. If you are awake, alert, conscious, No one can say what turns any situation will take. A thousand and one alternative open for consciousness. Consciousness is total freedom, spontaneous, an act, totally in the present, not controlled by anybody else, coming out of one's own being. We react according to our conditionings. If you have been born into a vegetarian family and non vegetarian food is placed on your table, you will feel nauseated and sick. Not because of non vegetarian food, but because of your conditioning. Oh. Somebody else who has been conditioned to eat meat will relish the very sight of it. You will, will feel appetite, not nausea. Will feel happy, will be thrilled. That too is a conditioning. We react because we have been conditioned in a certain way. It can be conditioned to be very polite. It can be conditioned to be always in control. It can be conditioned to be silent. It can be conditioned to remain still. In situations where people ordinarily, ordinarily become disturbed and distracted, but if it is conditioning, then it has nothing to do with religiousness. Then it has nothing, it has something to do with psychology. And the Buddha or Jesus are not the masters there. B.F. Skinner and Pavlov, they are the masters there.
it is a conditioned reflex. I've heard the story that a new mouse was introduced in B.F. Skinner's lab. Psychologists go on working with mice because they don't give any more credit than that to men. They think that if they can understand the mind of a mouse, they have understood humanity. The old mouse who had been there with Skinner for a very long time initiated the new one and said, Look, this B.F. Skinner is a good man, but you have to condition him first. Push this button and immediately your breakfast comes in. I have conditioned him perfectly. Conditioning is murder. Your spontaneity is killed. The mind is fed with certain ideas and you are not allowed to respond. You are only allowed to react. In small things or great things, it is the same. If you have been brought up in a religious family, the word God is beautiful, so holy, but if you have been brought up in a communist family, then the very word is ugly, <clears throat> nauseating. One feels that to utter the word would leave a bad taste in the mouth. Small or large is not the question. If you go on behaving the way you have been conditioned, you are functioning as a machine. The human has not been born yet. It is said that when you tell an Englishman a joke, you will laugh three times. He will laugh for the first time when you tell it to be polite. You will laugh a second time when you explain it again to be polite. That is the training of the Englishman, to always be polite. Finally, he will laugh a third time in the middle of the night when he wakes from a sound sleep and suddenly gets it. When you tell a German the same joke, he will laugh twice. He will laugh fast when you tell it to be polite. He will laugh a second time when you explain it to be polite. He will never laugh a third time because he will never get it. <laughs> when you tell an American the same joke, he will laugh once. When you tell it, because he will get it. And when you tell a joke, when you tell, when you tell a Jew the same joke, he won't laugh at all. Instead, he will say, it's an old joke. And besides, you are telling it all wrong. It may be a joke, or it may be a great philosophy. It may be trivia or God himself. It makes no difference. People behave the way they are conditioned to behave, the way they are brought up to behave, the way they are expected to behave. 
Nature is not allowed to function. Only nurture is allowed to function. These are the people whom I call slaves. When you become free, when you drop all conditioning and for the first time look at life with fresh eyes, with no clouds of conditioning in between, then you become unpredictable. Then nobody knows. Then nobody can imagine what is going to happen because then you are no longer there. Existence acts through you. Existence act existence acts through you. Right now only the society goes on acting through you. Existence acts through you. Right now only the society goes on acting through you. Uh -huh. see. Once you are simply alert, ready to respond with no fixed idea, with no prejudice, with no pain, with no plan, whatsoever happens in the moment you become true and authentic. Remember two words, authority and authenticity. Ordinarily, you, you behave according to the authority that has conditioned you, the priest, the politician, the parents. You behave according to the authority. A man of free man does not behave according to the authority. Authority, he behaves. He behaves through his own authenticity. He responds. A situation arises, a challenge is there, and he responds with his total being. Even he himself cannot predict it. When you ask me a question, even I don't know what I answer I am going to give you. When I give it, only then I know. <clears throat> only then I say. So, this was the answer. Your question is there. I'm here. A response is beyond. A response is bound to happen. <clears throat> response is responsibility. Response is authenticity. Response is living in the moment. You can always predict what unconscious people will do. They will be brave or they will be cowards. They will be patient or they will be impatient. But for an individual of understanding, there are no either or alternatives. All possibilities are always open. No door is closed and each moment decides. The conscious individual, the free individual, does not carry a decision beforehand. He has no ready-made decisions. Fresh virgin, he moves. He is uncorrupted by the past. Awareness is the key. If you become aware, everything follows. Don't try to become anything.
Christian, loving, non-violent, peaceful. Don't try. If you try, you will force yourself. If you if you try, you will force yourself, and you will become a hypocrite. That's how the whole of religion has turned into hypocrisy. Inside, you are different. On the other, uh, on the outside, you are painted. You smile, and inside you would have liked to kill. Inside you, carry inside you carry all the rubbish, and the, and on the outside you go on sprinkling perfume. Inside you stink. On the other side, you create the illusion of a rose. <clears throat> Never repress anything. Never repress anything. Repression is the greatest calamity that has happened to man, and it has happened for very beautiful reasons. You look at a Buddha, so silent, and disturbed. Greed arises. You would also like to be like that. You would also like to be like that. What to do? You start trying to be a stone statue. Whenever there is a situation, and you can be disturbed, you hold yourself back. You control yourself. Control is a dirty word. It has more than four letters in it. But it is a four-letter word, freedom. And when I say freedom, I don't mean license. You may misunderstand. When I say freedom, you may understand it to mean license, because that's how things go. A controlled mind, whenever it hears about freedom, immediately understands it as license. License is the opposite pole of control. Freedom is just in between, exactly in the middle, where there is no control and no license. Freedom has its own discipline, but it is not enforced by any authority. It comes out of your awareness, out of authenticity. <clears throat> Freedom should never be. Misunderstood as license, otherwise you will again miss the point. <coughs> Awareness brings freedom. In freedom, there is no need for control, because there is no possibility for license. In freedom, there is no need for control because there is no possibility for license. It is because of license that you have been forced to control, and if you remain licentious, society will go on controlling you. It is because of your licentiousness that the policeman exists, and the judge and the politician. And the courts, 
and they go on forcing you to control yourself. And in controlling yourself, you miss the whole point of being alive because you miss celebration. How can you celebrate if you are too controlled? It happens almost every day when people come to see me who are very controlled and disciplined. It is almost impossible to penetrate their skulls. They are too thick. Walls of stone are around them. They have become stony. They have become ice cold. Their warmth is lost. Because if you are warm, there is fear. You may do something. So they have killed themselves. Completely poison themselves. To remain in control, they have found only one solution, and that is not to live at all. They have found only wise, they have found only one solution, and that is not to live at all. So be a stone Buddha, then you will be able to pretend that you are patient. Silent, disciplined. <laughs> but that is not what I am teaching here. Control needs to be dropped as much as license. Now you will be now you will be puzzled. You can choose either control or license. You can say if I drop control, I will become licentious. If I drop license then I have to become controlled. Ah, if I drop license, then I have to become controlled. But I tell you, if you become aware, control and license both go down the same drain. There are two aspects of the same coin, and in awareness, there are no. In awareness, they are not needed. It happened. An eighteen-year-old boy who had always been somewhat shy and retiring, one evening decided to change himself. He came down from, he came down from his bedroom, all slicked up, and snapped at his finger,、uh, snapped at his father. Look, I'm going out on the town. I'm going to find some beautiful girls. I'm going to get blink. I'm going to get bl- blind drunk and have a great time. I'm going to do all the things a fellow of my age should be doing in the prime of life, and get a bit of adventure and excitement. So just don't try and stop me. His old man said, "Try and stop you, try and stop you. Hold on, son, I'm coming with you." <laughs> All controlled people are in the same states. All controlled people, and the. All controlled people are in that state. Bubbling inside, waiting to explode into licentiousness, licentiousness, licentiousness. Okay. Go and see your monks in the monasteries. 
in India, that type of neurosis is everywhere. The monks are all neurosis. This is something to be understood. Either you become erotic or you become neurotic. If you replace your eros, your eroticism, eroticism, you become neurotic. If you drop your neurosis, you become erotic. And both are type of types of madness. One should be simply oneself, neither neurotic nor erotic, available to all situations, ready to face whatever life brings, ready to accept and live, but always alert, conscious, aware, mindful. So the only thing to be constantly remembered is self-remembrance. You should not forget yourself and always move from the innermost core of your being. Let actions flow from there, from your very center of being, and whatever you do will be virtuous. Virtue is a function of awareness. Virtue is a function of awareness. If you do something from the periphery, it may not look like a sin, but it is sin. Hmm. If you do something from the periphery, it may not look like a sin, but it is sin. Society may be happy with you, but you cannot be happy with yourself. Society may praise you, but you deep down will go on condemning yourself because you know you have missed life and missed it for nothing. You missed it for nothing. Of what value is the praise of the society? If people call you a saint, what does it mean? It is nothing but gossip. How does it matter? You have missed godliness for gossip. Godliness for gossip. You have missed life for these foolish people who are all around for the sake of their good opinion. Live life from your very center. This is all that meditation is about. And by and by, you will come to feel a discipline that is not forced, not cultivated, which arises spontaneously, spontaneously, arises naturally like a flower blooms. Then you will have the whole of life available, and you will have your whole being available. And when your whole being and the whole life meet, between the two arises that which is freedom between the two arises that which is nirvana okay 